All right, and we're live. Happy Monday. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Monday, Monday morning. morning. It's uh, it's a beautiful day today. Uh, the sun is out because we have daylight savings time, which I hate. Changing again, which Valeria hates. They don't have daylight savings time in Russia. She thinks it's antiquated and stupid, which I'm sure a lot of you agree with. <laughs> I like it. I like it, and I'll tell you why I like it because. Something I grew up with, and I don't know. I, I like it. I, I like the little bit of change. I like variety, as Valeria Clearly. knows. When we met, when we met early on, we had a discussion about um, about like dating and like men and why there, men. There you are mentioning your exes again. No, guys. I'm not mentioning my In exes. In the beginning of the show, we. I think Valeria was asking why men tend to cheat more than women or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the conversation was. And, um, you know, is it because they don't love their wife or blah, 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 blah. And I think I said something about, well, men like variety. It's ever since then, she gives me so much crap anytime I say I like variety. So <laughs> if I say something like, I'll try something new at this restaurant, you know, I like variety. She's like, oh, really? You like variety? <laughs> So that's become a kind of ongoing joke with us. Um, let's see here. No complaints about... Intro. Oh, my intro. Can we do the intro, guys? I love the intro. I love the intro. Let's try it. Toxic masculinity. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to resize it. I resized everything else. I forgot to resize the intro. I'll fix it for next time, guys, hopefully. Remind me. Uh, well, so I started posting some of the better... What what are you laughing for? What, I, okay, I'm gonna put it on Valeria. What's so funny? <laughs> Go on, <laughs> Mark. Uh, taking bets on how many times Chris mentions his exes. <laughs> At least one per show, one time per show. I didn't mention any exes. I didn't mention any exes. I I'm consider not... word variety is mentioning your exes. <laughs> <laughs> the word variety. You like blondes, you don't like brunettes, but you're picking something between brunette and blonde because my... You're a brunette. I think you're a brunette. I'm... Um, you don't have dark brown hair. I'm light brown. It's light brown. It's true. Um, okay, so... so um, But it, yeah, yeah, that's... But I always tell her, you know, I have a natural attraction to blondes and yet I picked you anyway. That's how amazing you are. <laughs> She doesn't think that's such a compliment. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 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 so so we started posting some of these episodes on the Mr. Reagan channel because it's been really hard for me to get Mr. Reagan content produced. I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of research on a very few videos as opposed to a little research on a lot of videos. And the more in-depth I go, the longer it takes to make a video. And I just haven't had a lot of time. So... You know, I thought, well, you know what I should do? I, I should fill in some of the gaps with the best segments from Toxic Masculinity. So I'm cutting out some of these segments and I'm putting them on, on YouTube. But the problem is that people aren't aware. Okay, go, okay. obviously there's something else hilarious. No, nothing. Nothing. no, no, interrupt nothing. me again. Go on. Sorry, just my, my <laughs> friend texting me. She She's watching our live now, but she didn't know what the word variety means. She's like, I had to ask my husband what variety is. That's too funny. Okay, that was worth the interruption, I think. Um, so, so, but anyway, so, but a lot of people on Mr. Reagan, and, it, and it's working out because it's also getting people uh, 
it's like advertising this channel a little bit. So I think it's nice because people can see, oh, Chris has this second channel, and hopefully we'll get more subscribers. And so it's good all around. It's good for the Mr. Reagan channel. It's good for this channel. A little bit of uh, swapping videos back and forth. But the problem is a lot of people are unaware that Valeria is my wife. So, so I get a lot of people going, who's the chick? Who's the girl? And then people write underneath like, I think it's his wife. You know, and, and other people going, uh, well, I think one guy was like, uh, you know, I want the Slavic's girl's number. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's annoying. And, uh, other people are just like, holy smokes, Chris's, uh, Chris's wife is, is crazy beautiful and all did this stuff. Did you see stuff. what I did? I did see what I've okay. been watching. You need to mention because yeah, yeah. sometimes you don't, you don't hear me I or you don't see I saw you, uh, put your ring up. I don't what do you want me to say. I just kind of an awkward thing. All right. So, but anyway, so that's, so I guess I'm going to have to refer to you as the wife the whole time we're shooting or something Not like that. Not necessary. Like every video I'm going to have to be like. This is my wife, in case anybody's wondering. Just in case I use that video on Mr. Reagan. The thing is, we don't use very many of the videos. We use maybe, I don't know, a very small percentage of these. But anyway. uh, Jim, Jim Park says, it's a 50-50 cheating. Men get caught more. Yeah, I, I've actually heard that. I've actually heard that women actually cheat just as much as men. But men are, for some reason, we're known for it. I, I actually don't think that's true. I think the statistics are wrong yeah, about I, that. Yeah, I think it's not true. Uh I think men have a have a stronger cheating dis predisposition. I think, um, but anyway, let's let's move on. Obviously, I can't do it because then I would lose this. So, uh, I'm 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 stuck, guys. <laughs> no cheating for me. All right. So, um, shall we get on to the first news story? Of course. All right. David Hawks Pillow Company seems to have already failed. Well, that took a long time. I would say. <laughs> no, we. I think I feel like we just reported on him starting this company like a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember that? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, to reading this story. Oh no! Oh no! Give me one second. What did second, you do? Guys. What did you do? I I need to I need to transform this. I messed up. Sorry, guys. It's always yeah. like this every time. Well, what do I always say? What do I always say? The least, least professional, professional show, show on YouTube. On YouTube, that's right, that's right. I'm sticking by that. Okay, so let's see here. This is from PJ Media. David Hogg's Pillow Company <laughs> company seems to have already failed. So he made a pillow company to compete with Where's my, my pillow mm -hmm. because he recognized that the my pillow guy was filling a niche market of conservatives. Conservatives love the my pillow guy, and I think that this is a this is a this is a clear misapprehension. I knew this was going to fail from the beginning. And the reason I knew is because the MyPillow guy didn't become successful because he made a product that conservatives wanted to endorse or wanted to like or wanted to... Um... See, this is the problem with the left. The left will buy something because it's woke or because it's leftist or they say they will. They don't really, but they say they will. And they say that they won't buy things if it's not woke, right? So they'll say, well, we're going to boycott this. Advertisers should boycott this company. Nobody should buy this product, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but then what they found is that when these companies create like a woke product or a woke service, they... Okay, go on. What? What's funny? Mark, um, I think 
You're not allowed to read your... Mark anymore. Mark, you're you're off limits. Okay. <laughs> you're too Mark, disruptive. I think this is your fourth week. Uh, week, twentieth episode. Your show has been longer than his pillow company. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Well, I don't know if it's completely gone yet, but so. But the thing is, like, if you want to make a good business, you know, if you want to make a, a, a strong business in America, you have to make a good product or you have to make a good service. I mean, that's how that's the best way. That's the most, uh, you know, that's the clearest, best way to be successful. And the MyPillow guy, that's what he did. He made a great company and he just happened to be a conservative. So he was marketing his product on Fox and and a lot of people were buying the product that were conservatives. And he was talking about his faith. So a lot of conservatives like that. And the the faith aspect, the politics, and the success of the company all ended up sort of creating a sort of trifecta that made his company super successful because conservatives all love him and they like his product. But the David Hogg thing, his his pillow company is just based on the idea of spite. That's his whole company. Uh, the whole company, the whole business uh, plan is Democrats don't like Republicans. So they don't want to buy the my pillow. So so hopefully they'll all buy David Hogg's pillow. But like there's tons of pillows on the market. So if you're not making a good pillow and and I don't know how David Hogg's going to just magically Maybe come up with a pillow. Maybe he was he was think he was thinking if he will advertise like my pillows against my pillow guy. That's what he that's what that's, his plan was. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's not working. But let's read here so that we get a better idea of what's going on here. David Hogg has tweeted uh William Legate uh, and I are going to uh, prove that progressives can make a better pillow, run a better business, and help make the world a better place while doing it. This is back when he started the company, I guess. February 4th, 2021. So a month ago. Uh, or did you all forget about it? Writes this this uh, writer, Matt Margolis. Margolis. He writes, uh, If so, I'm sure you're not alone. Watching Hogg try to launch his pillow company called Good Pillow was like being forced to watch a train wreck. As his public pleas for for ideas and suggestions felt more like desperate cries for help than legitimate crowdsourcing, yet the patheticness. I, I yeah, I, I remember reading tweets about this where he'd write like, "Hey, if anybody knows a manufacturer or blah blah blah," they always write this kind of thing. Let's see here. Uh, felt more like desperate cries for help than a legit than legitimate crowdsourcing. Yet the patheticness of all all uh, of it all didn't matter to the media. As PJM's Megan Fox reported last month. Megan Fox, hey, hello. <laughs> Probably not the same one as the actress. Let's see here. Hogg's Pillow Company, despite being in the embryonic stage of development, uh, they didn't even have a logo yet, was getting free publicity from the Washington Post because, you know, leftists, they want to promote that leftist stuff. In fact, Hogg's partner made a public plea for a top-tier graphic designer to design the company's logo for a mere $200 and in less than two hours for... <laughs> For Washington Post's forthcoming feature story, which was published February 9th. Oh, that's that's sad. They were going to give a graphic designer 200 bucks to design their logo. That's that's cruel. I mean, I've done that before, but I've done it for people who are no no name. Well, people. wasn't it like Nike logo created for like even I think even like some yes. students drew it for free or How something did you know like that this? Story. That's I a heard about story. this, and uh, the company got like. Uh, feedbacks like pay this girl hello yeah, yeah and after like how many years 10 20 well, because when she designed the, the logo i don't think Nike... they even paid her i heard about a diamond ring they like did, they their did relation, some, relationship they did give her like a million dollars or something like relationship that, with the company but 
No, when they, when they, I think when they just first started the company, they grabbed this some college student and they said, "Can you design this a logo?" And she did, and they gave her very little money for it, mm-hmm. like nothing, because they were just a fledgling company at the time. They didn't know they were going to be the come one of the biggest companies in the world. Neither did she. But then when people found out about it, and they there was some news article written about it, they they did end up going, "Oh yeah, actually, we should probably pay her a little bit more now." <laughs> and they did the right thing. That that was fine. I I think. Let's see here. Um, the day after Washington Post, uh, okay. Let's see here. The day after Washington Post story uh, came a Newsweek article that gloated over the fact that Hogs Pillow Company quote already has more Twitter Twitter followers than My Pillow ever did, and reported that the potential buyers quote should be able to purchase the items in around a month. Well, so much for that. Good Pillow's website featuring their two hundred dollar two hour logo doesn't appear to have changed in a long time, and uh, and Good Pillow's Twitter account hasn't posted a tweet in over a month. Uh, its last tweet posted February tenth reported that the company is trying to finalize the list of charity partners and it will be launching uh, that it will be launching with and ask followers to try to list any organizations that they should support uh, since then silence but there's more to this sad story newsweek's gloating article made the mistake of noting quote a search of the US patent and trademark office database does not reveal any new company being registered under the name goodpillow or any variant oh man so I, I don't think that this is what they're doing but it could be a scam. It could just be trying to get people to maybe like I don't know if there's a crowdfunding page or anything like that. I don't think so. But I don't I don't let's Why is he bragging having more uh followers on Twitter than Mike Pillow? Mike Pillow was blocked from Twitter. Oh, is that right? I think so. Yeah. Is yeah, it like well, you have more than zero followers? But also, but also, I don't know if if conservatives are necessarily like the kind of people who watch Fox News and are, are buying my pillow. I don't know if they're the same people that are going on Twitter, and and you know entering into that world. I don't know if like I don't think that your Twitter, the number of Twitter followers you have, is like the best metric of of how great of a person or great of a company you are. But in the eyes of the the left, it, I guess it certainly is. Um, well, Trump certainly thought so. <laughs> Trump, I think, had one of the biggest uh, Twitter accounts in history. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's read a little bit more on this, and let's go to the next story. Well, as PJ Gladnick at Newsbusters noted, anybody reading that article would be alerted to the fact that Hogg and Partner had not even bothered to register the name of their company. Therefore, somebody who wanted... Uh, wanted to could go ahead and register that name thus depriving hog uh of its use unless he paid dearly for it well it appears somebody did <laughs> somebody bought the name all right a subsequent search of the u.s patent and trademark office reveals uh that on february 11th the day after the heads up provided by newsweek good pillow was indeed registered by mr robert holland north carolina congratulations bob <laughs> i love that you might be the only person who ends up making money from good pillow uh, talk about epic fail. As far as we can see, Good Pillow peaked on February 9th, 2021, mere days after Hogg first announced his plans when it was getting a ton of free publicity. Even Hogg's personal Twitter account has been silent. Look, there's tons of companies that fail every year, and I don't think that we should be mocking companies that fail because that's just part of the American process. The, but I think this is hilarious because this guy created a company literally just to just to spite another company that was conservative he created a company out of spite spite and ill will toward his fellow man was what was supposed to sell those pillows that's just 
I mean, what a slimy little weasel. Well, I got an idea how we're going to get rich. We'll compete against the, you know, my pillow guy. What a jerk. Anyway, uh, you seem to be smirking at something. What's what's funny, darling? I'm just, you look handsome today. I look kind of what? Handsome. Oh, I look handsome. Mm. That's what happens when you don't shave for a week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you look handsome. All right. Shall we move on to the next to the next story? Yeah, that's my favorite one. Oregon Democrats to pay black people $123,000 each yeah. in yeah. reparations. Why like $123,000? like, well, let's do some random number. One, two, three, like a pass, <laughs> lots of passcode from nuclear weapon. One, two, three, four, five. That's just the one, two, three. That's it. Uh, one, Whatever. two, three, zero, zero, zero. Yeah. It's just like... It's somebody, somebody in like the Oregon State Legislature's like password to get into all their mm. stuff. One, two, three, zero, zero, zero. Seems good to me. All right. So Democrat state senators in Oregon have introduced legislation to pay black Oregonians $123,000 in reparations. The bill would have the Department of Revenue establish a reparations payment program to residents who can demonstrate heritage in slavery. Man. And have identified as African-American for at least 10 years. So you have to... You don't have to be an African American. You just have to identify as the African. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Okay, the Daily Wire reports that according to a copy of the state Senate bill, the government will pay six figures to any person who can demonstrate that they are a descendant of American slaves and have identified as African American on legal documents. Uh, I, I grew up with a guy. Yeah, I've, I've had. Well, I mean, I've had several friends in Oregon that would qualify for this. So uh, I guess good for them, windfall. But this is this is so this is un- for for the rest of their life, like one hundred twenty-three thousand. Well, it's okay. So in order to qualify for reparations, a person must live in the state for at least two years before the application deadline of December thirty-first, two thousand twenty-two. So when I was talking about this with you, I think you were like, "Does this mean that like every black person in America is just going to move to Oregon?" <laughs> well, twenty-two. They have like a year and a half, I guess. Um, or they have to move in now and leave. No, it's not too. I think they have to be there. I'm... So they would have had to have moved there already. They would have had to have been there by December 31st, 2020. So I don't, I don't think it works. I don't think you can move there now. You have had to have lived there for two years before the deadline. Mm-hmm. So it, it... So even if you will move in now, it's not going to work. I, I don't think so. Because Democrats, I mean, they want to seems they want to be like seems nice to black people, but I don't think they actually want to <laughs> give money to them. Well, it would be it would it would cause the problem that you had suggested that everybody would just flood there, and I think they know that, and that would be devastating to the economy. You will Lord. just bankrupt the state. Exactly. So I, I think that they that's the measure they've the taken. The next to problem that might happen that other states might do the same thing. Maybe, maybe leftist states may, yeah. Well, Oregon always wants to be the first to do I w- everything. I was surprised it wasn't California because California is like an yeah. epicenter of every well, we've, disaster. We've got, this, we've got an even worse government in Oregon, I think, than California. They may not be quite as corrupt, but they're definitely more leftist to the degree that like... So we have this governor named Kate Brown, and she is just a disaster. And she's always wanting to do things that are historic. We're going we're gonna to sign this historic legislation. And... Any any politician who wants to do things that are historic, to me, that is a terrible way of governing. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's Not- do the historical level of poverty this year, <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> exactly. Please exactly. don't die. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna kill me. No, I look. Okay, you know what's better than doing something that's historic? Improving you, people's quality. You know what of life. was historical that everyone will remember forever? That while Trump's presidency, that was a historical uh, low black people's um, unemployment. Unemployment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low poverty. That's historical. Low poverty. High, high like. What Trump did for America, improving our quality of life, improving our economic situation, that was historic in a good way. What this woman is doing is she's doing things that she thinks will be historic as a kind of way of establishing herself in the history books. And it's like, nobody's going to care about your environmental legislation. Nobody cares about the environmental legislation of Oregon. You're not making a huge impact on the world, lady. We, we're signing this historic legislation. You're not doing any good to the world at all. Nobody cares. In Okay, in 100 years, nobody's going to read the history books. Oregon was the first to pass this historic environmental legislation. No. In two years, nobody's even going to remember that, that you did this. So, like, all of her, like, far-left radical crap that's destroying the state. The problem is she doesn't, she doesn't realize the implications of what she does. You know, and, and none of the none of the politicians in Oregon do, and they're they're just they're just morons. They're trying to do something that's going to catch headlines and go viral and get them news coverage, like we're giving them now. But we're doing it in a way that ridicules them mercilessly. So I think it's okay. Um, let's see here. The payment would be an annuity where recipients would receive one hundred twenty-three thousand paid out over the course of their life plus interest. The Daily Wire report uh, says the average black man and his lifespan has a lifespan of 75 years. So if a 30 year old black man applies for reparations, he would receive a yearly payment of approximately $2,733 a year uh, for the Oregon government from the Oregon government. If the recipient receives a 5% interest rate on reparations money, he could receive up to $2,870 per, per year. But here's the funny thing about black people in Oregon, black people in Oregon are, aren't really like black people elsewhere from what I understand. So I, like I haven't, like I didn't grow up anywhere else. Obviously I just grew up in Oregon. So I don't, I don't know what black people are like in Detroit or Philadelphia or New York or anything like that. Even though I have lived in New York, I've lived in Miami. But from what I kind of, like what it seems like to me is that in many of the cities in, in the country, black people live in black communities and they, they become culturally much more distinct, much more distinctly like culturally black. And they have, you know, Different cultures have different value systems and they have different attitudes and they have different priorities and stuff like that. And so, but in Oregon, you you don't really, okay, maybe in Portland a little bit, but for the most part in Oregon, at least the black people that I grew up with, were indistinguishable, culturally indistinguishable from white people. Like you never really thought much about the difference between black people and white people in Oregon, at least where I grew up in Salem. So this idea that... Uh, uh, the black people in Oregon were oppressed or something like that. It's absolutely just not true. You just don't find... Black people in Oregon? <laughs> <laughs> well, not many, no. But the ones that you do find, they're not, they're not particularly poor necessarily. You don't, like, where I was growing up, if you met a black person, he had... I mean, I, I would not necessarily have expected them to be poor. Like, you, you, they would have been probably just as well off as anybody else, maybe better off, maybe poorer. I don't know. I, you know, you just, you didn't even really think about it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really think much about it. I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, people seemed pretty much the same, you know? 
Uh, in Oregon, you definitely do have some different like places like certain kinds of places like Eugene, maybe where you have certain, you know, where the wealthier people maybe look down on the lower, you know, the lower income people. But that's because Eugene's mostly Democrats. <laughs> and in Portland, you get some sn snobby people like that. But for the most part in Oregon, people are very practical, pragmatic people, down-to-earth people. And, you know, they don't really talk about money and stuff. Most people are just middle class. And even if you're poor, you you know, most people have good self-esteem. And it's not, the, it's not the same kind of play. Like, the black people in Oregon are not oppressed. I mean, they... If there was any kind of oppression, it was a long time ago. Certainly not within my lifetime. So the idea that that the people today deserve reparations, like my buddy Ryan that I grew up with deserves reparations. I mean, it's it's, it's a bizarre idea because, like, look, I, I can I'm just picturing us riding bikes in the neighborhoods together as kids, and like the difference between our experience in school was negligible, like. We were both not particularly popular, you know. We had bullies that didn't like us and stuff like that. And um, I don't know. We just we're just normal kids together. And then like we grow up, and then one of us, because he's born black, gets a nice fat check every year for almost three thousand dollars, and the other one of us just doesn't. Because so it's just like around three thousand a year. Almost three thousand a year. That's that's their estimate for this particular case, but um, but it seems probably something like that, but. Yeah, no, I, I I, mean, it's just a silly... I mean, giving people money because of the color of their skin, because they can trace their ancestry back to somebody who suffered. All of us can trace our ancestry back to somebody who well, suffered. Well, you already have to pay... How much money you have to pay for tracing your ancestors to 50? <laughs> yeah, it's I already minus... Those, did... those DNA things yet, I guess. I guess, yeah. So it's an investment for sure. It's an investment for sure. All right. Anyway, paying people money uh, because of the color of their skin is a disaster. It's a mistake. It's racist and it's stupid. Uh, do, you, do you need to say something? Is there still sound on? Yeah. Okay. Why? Is somebody complaining? Uh, yeah. Is, are lots of people complaining? No. Let me look. Uh, oh, we have a super chat. Do you yeah. want to take it? I know, uh, but we have a sound. Everything is right. Yeah, we have sound. Yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah, super chat. My grand uh, from Daniel. Daniel, is, is he giving us money again? Daniel, stop it. Daniel, stop it. My grandmother and grandfather are immigrants from Sicily. Ah, yeah. Why should I have to pay reparation? Yeah, yeah, actually, that's, that's a really good point. Um, my family all came here after the slave days. I think my great-grandfather great-great-grandfather came here sort of at the like during the civil war actually like or just before the civil war and he moved to minnesota where they didn't have slaves and then they moved to washington state where they didn't have slaves so that was that was on my dad's side on my mom's side her father you know her her lineage they all moved here after that as well we all moved here after slavery but before world war ii so we can't be blamed for that either, even though we are German. <laughs> we moved here, but we fought on the good side. So, um, so yeah, my family is completely clean. We, we don't have any kind of, there's no blood on our hands. Uh, and yet, it would be my tax money, or at least the tax money of my family, that would be going to these black Oregonians. And why? 
Why why are they paying for them? They didn't the the attribution of guilt and victimhood is absurd. This is what I always say. This is a pretty this is a pretty um provocative thing that I mention sometimes is a lot of slave a lot of uh the the slaves and the masters had kids together, right? Cuz the the masters would sometimes want to interbreed some like white genetics into their slave. There was this idea that that would make them better behaved if they were the father of some of the of the slave kids, right? So some slave owners actually slept with the slaves to get these sort of half half black, half white kids. It's kind of a weird weird thing back then. But anyway, so a lot of these black people today in America, I wouldn't say a lot of them. I would say probably all of them. Probably every black person in America, to some degree has slave owner ancestry. So I always think like, instead of reparations from white people, I think you should pay reparations to yourself. Like that part of you that's a slave owner should just pay the part of you that was a slave. <laughs> and then it all balances out. Okay, reparations, done. The other thing that I think about this, which is really frustrating, is that we've paid reparations, guys, okay? Uh, think about every black charity in America that specifically goes to black people, black scholarships, black, all kinds of stuff for black people, right? And there's no stuff specifically for white people. Well, that, that goes to reparations. Think about all the blood that was shed in the Civil War to free the slaves. That could be considered reparations. All the people that died, all the people that are paralyzed, all the people that suffered in the Civil War, that goes to reparations. Now, Think about what was it? Black Lives Matter got ninety million. They said or something like that. Was it ninety million? Lost some money. Just an obscene amount of money last year. I don't even think they reported it at all. I think they got well more than than ninety million. But they said they got ninety million. Okay, there's your reparations to Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. It's on you guys now to distribute, redistribute that wealth that we gave you because you know most of that money came from white people. For white people, Democrats. Yeah, from Democrats specifically. But it's Democrats that are calling for reparations, so I think it's incumbent upon them to pay those reparations, which I think is fine. If you think that those are the taxes that you want to pay, you can pay them, but don't force Republicans to because we don't think that we we owe that money. But thank you for that super chat. I think that is ex like straight up accurate. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next story, shall we? Because I'm I think I changed my mind about daylight saving time because... Uh, I, I just met because I feel like I'm sleeping one hour less, but, but, but. Ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for Random Thoughts with Valeria. <laughs> so, I realized that we always shoot at the same time. Uh -huh. But now it's more it's light. light. Yeah. It's bright. I look more beautiful. You look handsome. <laughs> and not just this, not just this. Door is closed because there is so much light. You don't yeah. you don't need to open the door, so it's not cold, yeah. and cat is not meowing because the door is open, so everything is perfect. That's true, so ladies and gentlemen. It, can we it, never it, change? It did reach way down to the depths of I think like sixty eight here today. It's My God, freezing. In California, freezing. No, it's not sixty eight. It probably Alexa. What's the temperature outside? Here you go. Fifty six. Good God. There are people that are driving around on black ice somewhere in America right now going, you a-holes. <laughs> hey, 56 is cold for California when you're not used to it. For me, everything below 75 is cold. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We know those Russians can't stand the cold. <laughs> Why do you think I'm here? 
All right, well, let's let's move on. Let's move on to the next story, okay? Okay. Biden plans largest tax hike in 30 years. Yeah. What yeah, does that mean? I didn't get a chance to read this story, so I'm, I'm going to be just as fascinated as everyone. Let's see here. Biden reportedly planning largest tax hike in almost 30 years. Here are the details. This is from The Blaze, one of my favorite companies. Let's see here. Uh, President Joe Biden is reportedly planning the largest hike in federal taxes in almost three decades to fund a long-term economic recovery program to fall in the footsteps of the recently passed $1.9 trillion stimulus package. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Unnamed sources confirmed the plans to Bloomberg News over the weekend, reportedly indicating that the major tax hike, the first since 1993, is expected to pay for key Biden administration initiatives such as infrastructure, climate, and expanded help for poorer Americans. But the sources said that the plan, the planned changes are not designated, sorry, not designed to fund only the key priorities of the administration. With the tax hike, Biden's team hopes to address what Democrats argue are inequities in the tax system itself, according to the Bloomberg report, the changes include. Okay, well, of course, of course they want to tackle inequities because racism and all that stuff. I am so sick of the race thing. I am so sick of racism this accusation of racism i'm so sick of things like oregon pick i'm like i i wish we could never we never had to talk about racial stuff on the show ever again that's what i wish it's not gonna happen because I mean, that's like our bread and butter man that's like all we talk <laughs> it's like half the stuff we talk about is racial crap it's the democrats are obsessed with it we have to cover it, it drives me nuts anyway let's see here the changes include uh raising the corporate tax to 28 percent from 21 percent Pairing back the, ta the tax preferences for so-called pass-through businesses, such as limited liability companies or partnerships. Not really sure what that means, but okay. Um, oh, I guess they're just saying that like they won't be quite so lenient on businesses that are like li limited liability companies and partnerships. Um, raising the tax rate on individuals earning more than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Expanding the estate tax taxes reach a higher capital gains tax for individuals earning at least. One million annually. Um, this whole outlook, his whole outlook has always been that Americans believe tax policy needs to be fair, and he has viewed all of his policy options through that lens. Sarah Bianchi, a former Biden economic aide, told Bloomberg, "That's why the focus is on addressing the equal treatment between work and wealth." Um, first of all, this is not his tax plan. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. This is not his tax plan. This is the tax plan of whoever it is that's controlling him. His, his people or the people that control him. The, the second thing that I think we need to address is the fact that uh, this, is, this is a socialist mentality, right? This is a socialist idea. Redistribute wealth. And, and it sounds great. The, the, the problem with this kind of perception is, that, is the Robin Hood idea, right? Steal from the rich to give to the poor. That's the Robin Hood idea, right? But Robin Hood really didn't steal from the rich to give to the poor. That, that, you know, that's, a, that's the, what they say in the stories. But actually, if you read the stories, and you, you know, Robin Hood was stealing from the government to give to the poor. Because in those days, the rich were the aristocracy. And the aristocracy were the govern, government. So the, the government was basically taking the taxes from the poor citizens. So they were essentially stealing the money from the citizenry. And so... Robin Hood was just taking that money back. So actually, stealing from the rich to give to the poor isn't necessarily such a good idea, but stealing from the government to give to the poor, that's a much better idea. 
Uh, there's a super chat from Lauren Smart. Uh -huh. The tax hikes are for Biden to have the citizens pay off China. Uh, <laughs> that's actually a very good point. It's, I, I don't think they want you to think that. <laughs> but uh, inevitably, that's probably where the money will go uh, to some degree. Um, yeah, I mean, well, okay, there's a lot to, I, I don't want to go dig into exactly where our national debt is and, and, you know, who, who holds all the, but anyway, let's, let's just, uh, that's a little bit too deep for this show, but I, I, I would say that to some degree she's right. And, uh, look, I, there is there is this idea that if we tax rich people, it'll be better for the country because we'll take the money from the top and we'll give it to the poor and the poor will come up and everybody will be a little bit more equal. So and what's, that, what's the point you will have uh, if you're... Um, jobs? Well, that's exactly the problem, right? So that's exactly the problem. So, But what happens when you do this, when you do this is that actually this this actually kind of brings everybody down a little bit because when the rich people don't because when you're taking money from the rich right if it's private citizens then a lot of times you're taking money from job creators right people who own companies people who have businesses things like that and they can't afford to hire as many people they can't afford uh, afford to pay people as well and the economy kind of you know, contracts a little bit. So Republicans like to do this, just move everybody up as opposed to taking from the rich and, and giving to, you know, to the, to the lower income people. It's not really in the squeeze middle class. You squeeze everybody into the middle class. Yeah. Th that's the leftist idea, but the Republican idea is let rich people be rich, you know, and, and, and just improve everybody's quality of life. That's kind of what Trump did during his, his administration. He just freed up businesses to make more money freed up rich people to make more money so they could pay everybody and make the economy work better. Um, to me, that's a much more attractive idea because then everybody makes more money. If you take from the rich and give to the poor, the poor will improve a little bit for, for a little bit of time. If you give, if you give, if you allow the, the capitalist system to flourish, everybody increases far more in a sustained way. So for like a longer period of time, much longer, in, infinite, infinitely long, as, as long as there's not like a disaster like, like COVID. Anyway, let me keep reading this a little bit, a little bit more. Let's see here. Um, Bloomberg cited an independent analysis of the plan conducted by the Tax Policy Center, <laughs> excuse me, which asserted it would raise taxes on American citizens by $21 trillion over 10 years. Oh, joy. The group initially uh, originally uh, projected the plan would raise taxes by $4 trillion over a decade, but revised its forecast last November. Okay, so it's not $4 trillion. Well, that's nice. The plans are unsurprising coming from the Biden administration and progressive Democrat lawmakers who have already shown a willingness to raise taxes to accomplish their policy goals. Democrats snuck $60 billion in tax hikes into the coronavirus relief bill, even as the country faces continued economic difficulty as a result of the pandemic. Okay, so you're not allowed to open a business, but you have to pay a $60 billion more. Democrats are truly unbelievable. Uh, however, despite falling in line with Biden's campaign promises and demands for progressive lawmakers, any major tax hikes may face an uphill battle in Congress. Tax hikes, especially if they um, 
repeat if they are sorry if they result in a repeal of former President Trump's uh, 2017 tax cuts are a non-starter for Republicans. Likewise, moderate Democrats have shown some reluctance to the idea. Um, the 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 really good way of stopping something like this, I think, the best way of stopping some kind of disastrous legislation like this is just to make it public, right? Just to let just to make sure that people know that it's happening because the the more public it is the more people are aware of it you know nobody's going to like it nobody's going to like hearing about it you know maybe welfare recipients will like hearing about it but most people are going to say this is not good especially if they are aware of the consequences anyway i feel like you're getting bored with this story i'm just a little bit sleepy <laughs> yeah we're both quite sleepy if we seem a little drunk <laughs> it's cuz neither of us got any sleep last night um but Valeria, I was going to say something about you. What was it? Wife? I got to keep calling you wife so that people know. Because people are confused as to who you are. I think I'm getting darker. You're getting darker? Light is... Oh, the light's going... (laughs) I thought you were talking about becoming like Rachel Dolezal. (laughs) I think I'm getting getting a tan. Uh, yeah, true. The light's going a little bit, but uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to the next story, shall we? We've got a few others that we want to get into here yep. before. Pope Francis, is it? Is it how you pronounce Pope it? Pope Francis, yeah. Pope Francis, church won't bless gay couples. Church won't bless gay couples. Now, this is quite a surprise coming from Pope Francis because Pope Francis was always considered the cool pope. <laughs> Rolling Stone was calling him the cool pope because he was like down with the kids. I knew that's woke. coming. Breaking the bed. Why we didn't get much sleep last night? I knew <laughs> that. I knew that comment will come up. No comment. So anyway, so anyway, um, yeah, Pope Francis turns out not to be so cool after all. You know, the reason I don't like Pope Francis, I, you know, in some ways I think he's great, but in other ways he he's basically a socialist. But the, the problem with Pope Francis is he doesn't understand macroeconomics he clearly has no education in this at all or if he does he was he was trained wrong he was taught incorrectly because he he seems to think that redistribution of wealth and all these kinds of things are actually good it's like did do you know nothing about russia do you know nothing about the soviet union do you nothing know nothing about venezuela or or cuba have you or china have you not in, like looked into any of this like he says some stupid things sometimes, Pope Francis, and you just got to sit there and go, "Okay, old fool." I like the previous pope that was that all the leftists hated. Okay, the Vatican published a document Monday saying that the Catholic Church would not bless same-sex unions. A statement that likely let down a number of Catholics who identify as LGBT. Now, uh, Pope Francis, whom progressive outlets like Rolling Stone have called the cool pope, is being seen as not so cool after all. They actually <laughs> wrote an article that was like, "Oh, we don't think." I don't remember what it, I think it's down here somewhere. Guess the cool Pope isn't so cool after all. They, that's what they titled their article. Um, what did the Pope say? In response to the question of the uh, to the Holy See of, does the church have the power to give blessing, the blessing uh, to unions of uh, persons of the same sex, the Vatican responded, negative. The Pope approved statement called homosexuality a choice and said, God does not and uh, does not and cannot bless sin, which means the church too cannot bless sin. Um, I love that they called homosexuality a choice. Man, a lot of people must be really mad at the Pope right now. <laughs> That's like something that would get you fired from a job in some places. But the Pope's like, eh, that's true. What? 
I don't normally like this Pope, but I like him today. All right, let's see here. No longer a cool Pope. The Rolling Stone, oh, sorry, Rolling Stone magazine, the leftist progressive entertainment magazine, reported this story on its website under the banner headline, Guess the Pope, uh, Guess the Cool Pope Isn't So Cool After All. Yeah, dude, come on, just be cool. Uh, Pope Francis has gained a reputation among left-wing many uh, among left-wing many non-religious or non-Catholic fans for being woke on issues near and dear to the left's heart, except much to their lament, abortion. Uh, for example, the Pope said last year that the coronavirus is nature's response to man's uh, mistreatment of the environment. Yeah, he's, he's quite a strong environmentalist, which is another subject that I doubt he has really any education in at all. Let's see here. Last fall, the Pontiff denounced trickle-down economics and private property and advocated for the redistribution of wealth and a Papal uh, encyclical, which I've never heard of, but that's, I guess it's a thing. He used his 2020 Easter dress to ad- advocate for socialist universal basic wage. Uh, Francis was on records saying that he considered adding ecological sin to the church's official teachings in order to take on sin against ecology, against our uh, common home. I don't mind that. If you litter, you're going to hell. Okay. <laughs> Hear that litter bugs? Right, let's see here. A couple of years ago, there was a discussion that the Pope may allow married men to become ordained priests and thereby bring an end to celibacy. That's interesting. In uh, December 2018, rumors swirled that the Pope was considering the approval of a significant edit to the Lord's Prayer. I actually didn't mind that so much. It was the bit where they say, lead us not into temptation, because the idea is that this is a... Um, a mistranslation of the original text, which said something more like, uh, do not abandon us when we are tempted. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that is that, sorry, this is a bit of a tangent, but I but I do think, uh, like when I was a kid and I would hear the Lord's Prayer, that's actually, despite the fact that the words say, lead us not to, temp- to temptation, I recognize even as a child that that's what it meant, that it meant don't abandon us when we are tempted. That That was clear to me even as a kid. I don't think that the mistranslation needs a, an amendment um, unless people are genuinely genuinely think that it's God himself tempting you that's a bit of a silly thing though I don't think I don't think most people interpret it that way or or perceive it that way but anyway that maybe that's just my own thing anyway let's see here um, he added environmentalism to the church's seven works of mercy in 2016 I don't know whatever in October, the Pope appeared to endorse same-sex civil unions in a documentary which he, in which he discussed pastoral care for those who identify as LGBT. The Vatican said those comments were taken out of context. Last November, he praised NBA players for their racial justice protest. That, to me, was the worst thing he ever did. When he was saying, like, you know, that, that they're taking a knee or whatever. I don't remember exactly what the story was. But when he was saying that, like, the Black Lives Matter stuff was good, like he supported Black Lives Matter, I'm just like... Oh, you fool. Like, that was foolish. That was absolutely foolish. You do not support essentially a terrorist organization as the head of the Catholic Church. To me, that that is just... You might as well just endorse ISIS. You know, I don't know. I don't know. That is just an idiotic thing to do. All right. So it's no wonder that reporters and editors at Rolling Stone were taken aback by the Pope, blah, 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 blah. Basically, yeah. So... Yeah, he's he's showing that he's not completely abandoning all traditional values there in the Catholic Church, which I think, you know, I have I have some respect for. So uh, that's great, but I still think we need to move on to a little bit of a more 
conservative pope. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? I know that you're not uh, Catholic in any way whatsoever. Am I not? Am I not? Is that what you said? No, you're not. You're not. I'm not either, actually. I mean, I didn't grow up Catholic, but even though my family, before I was born, my family was, we're all Catholics. We're German Catholics, and um, which is kind of a funny thing because Germans were are mostly Protestant because of the you know, the Reformation, Martin Luther, and all that. But my family was all Catholic, Germans. And then um, just before I was born, they all converted to Protestantism. I think because of Billy Graham. I'm not sure exactly. I had to ask my parents, but I think I think he was why. Uh, they all became Protestant. And uh, yeah, so I grew up Protestant. I mean, we went to Catholic Church occasionally, but... It doesn't really matter. We did the whole thing when we did eat at my... I mean, it doesn't really matter place. what, like, what religion you are, if you're a good person. You can be atheist, Christian, Catholic. Yeah, except you'll go to hell. <laughs> well, I grew up... Uh, and other atheists always like to hear that. I grew up in Russia, so... I never really liked the churches, because for me, it always it was always a business. In Russia, churches... Yeah, that's right. The church is totally it, corrupt in Russia. Yeah. Like, you can't bring candles, your own candles. You have to buy candles there. T tell, tell them about the, the priests. What? Uh, <laughs> well, priests in Russia, like, the richest people, I would say. In, in, any, a, in any village, in any town. We had... The priests uh, we have, have our small money. village. Yeah. My father was working in church as a... Uh, they were uh, building stuff building new stuff so he was a worker there and our priest had like a helicopter it was like flying around at the same time my, my father helicopter? my father didn't get paid for like two months or something like churches in russia are not have have nothing to do with religion what did you do what did you do? <laughs> I, I was expecting that you would be talking a little bit more, so I jumped out of my seat and I adjusted the cameras really quickly. We need we need uh we need professional uh, uh professional production crew, but we don't have the money for that. All right, darling, would you like to move on? Yeah, it's quite sad actually. I, I should comment on that. It's quite sad that in Russia a lot of the church traditional church stuff is all because the, the the ministers you see drive they're not even subtle about how wealthy they are they like drive like super nice cars like super expensive mercedes and stuff like yeah. that and yeah they're, they're not hiding they don't hide it they like they no. like they're like flashy with their wealth they're like look how rich i am i'm a priest boom it's weird it's like the it's like priests are like the rap stars of of, of the of russian culture it's such a weird thing anyway uh let's move on to the next story shall we yeah. All right. MSNBC. Republicans stop black people from voting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. What? You know about this story. Yeah, so NBC, MSNBC is claiming that um, that uh, Republicans are just desperate to, to stop all black and brown people, as they say, from uh, from voting. This, You know, they've been saying this for decades, decades. Because in, in the Jim Crow era... Democrats did stop black people from voting, right? They had certain kinds of ways of trying to stop black people from voting. But in the modern day, if you say like, oh, I think that people should have voter ID, they go, oh, you're trying to stop people from voting. Because 
it's so difficult for people to get ID, you know, like every, literally everybody in America has an ID, but they're like, Oh, if you make, if you make black people have to show an ID, well, you know how hard it is for those blacks to get IDs. What are you talking about? They all have ID, but they're like, Oh, you can't force black people to have ID. That's voter suppression. It's like they're asking for driver licenses because not, not like 100% people driving. I think it's easier to get well, ID because you than can get a state ID. License. You can get a state ID, which is like a driver's license, but you don't actually have to. Yeah, pass you don't have to pass it. Just you just pay like twenty bucks and or something that's like that. it. But um, so easy. <laughs> it's such a weird thing because, and everybody always makes these points. It's like if you want to buy alcohol, ID. You've got to show ID. If you've got to fly on a plane, show ID. You've got to show ID. There's a lot of things that. You, in order to get to, to do them, you have to have ID. So, like, even homeless people have ID. Everybody has ID. This idea that you have to show ID in order to vote, being some kind of voter suppression, is just a—it's just a, a big lie that they. I wouldn't the even. I wouldn't even allow people to show ID. I would say show your American passport. Right. Don't have a passport. Don't vote. Well, I should go get a passport, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, let's um, let's have a look at this article. Actually, there is a clip to watch on this one. So let's go ahead and... Uh... Okay, birth certificate. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, let me, let me play this video for a minute. You know, it used to be, Eddie, that uh, people would at least try to disguise uh, their, their foul efforts uh, behind, uh, <laughs> you know, polite language. Uh, but we showed a clip of Ron Johnson earlier uh, talking about how he wasn't scared of white rioters, wasn't scared of white terrorists, but would be afraid if there were black marchers coming on the Capitol on January the 6th. That's just obvious, plain, in-your-face bigotry. Hold on. I, I wanted to comment on this real quick. Uh, this is a lie, what he just said. Were you listening to this or are you reading comments? We have Super Chat. But okay. I was listening. <laughs> I know you were looking at your I screen. I was listening. And you weren't watching the video. But uh, I'll tell you what. So so he's saying that this, Ron Johnson said that he he's fine with white protesters storming the Capitol. He doesn't feel unsafe, but he would be terrified if they were black. This is what, this is what, um, this, this degenerate has completely distorted what Ron Johnson said. Completely distorted what Ron Johnson said. What Ron Johnson said was very specific. He said he said that the Trump supporters that, that, that stormed the Capitol or that were protesting there, he didn't feel unsafe because he knew that they were patriots. He knew that they weren't the kind of people that would hurt anyone or burn any buildings down or do anything like that. But he said he would have been far more concerned if it had been Antifa or Black Lives Matter activists because... We know what Antifa does. We know what Black Lives Matter do. They burn things down. They kill people. We've seen it throughout the past year. He didn't say black people. That was this piece of garbage's BS interpretation of it. So he's sitting here completely lying. And I think Ron Johnson should sue him for defamation of character. I really do think that. He needs to sue him because that was a complete, complete an intentional distortion of what he said. There was nothing, he never said anything like that. Okay, let's keep watching this video. Uh, same thing happening in the state of Georgia, the same thing happening in other states where Republicans 
run the legislature. They are desperately trying to do whatever they can to stop black and Hispanic voters from having access to the voting booths and having their voices heard. Desperately. They're desperately trying. Desperately trying to stop them from, from voting. Okay, let, let me tell you something. I, I am desperate to stop certain people from voting, but it's not black and brown people, as they say, as this guy's saying. It's, it's uneducated people. I don't, and I don't mean uneducated like they didn't get a good education in school. What I mean is they have no concept of any of the political issues that they're voting for, right? You get all these like super low information voters who are going to vote for Biden because they heard somebody told them or they saw an MSNBC here that, uh, oh, Trump supporters are racist, Trump's horrible, and they got to vote him out of office. And so you get all these low-information voters who don't know what the hell they're doing, and they're ruining the country. They vote for people like AOC. They vote for AOC because AOC is a, is a Latina woman, right? She's, 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 she's Hispanic like them. But what they don't realize is that she's a puppet for these white guys that controlled her. So they put her in office. They told her what to say. They told her what to do. Oh, one of them is Indian, sorry. One Indian guy, two white guys. But it's all these men and mostly white people who put her up and were controlling her her messaging. And uh, and, the, and the people who voted for her thought they were voting for somebody of their, you know, who was like them because, you know, they're racist. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah. So Democrats, you get these you get these low information voters coming in and they're voting for very specific reason. And also, I also think that that voters who are racist that that's a problem for me as well. You know, a lot of these a lot of black Americans voted for Barack Obama because he was black, right? A lot of white people voted for Barack Obama because he was black too. But the white people were voting for Barack Obama because he was black because they thought, "Oh, wouldn't that be great to have a black president because it shows that we're not racist." A lot of good that did. But uh but a lot of the black people who voted for Barack Obama were like, "Oh, great, of the first black president, somebody of my race that could be president." And that's not a good reason to vote for somebody. That's not a good reason to vote for somebody. So that was out of a you know I don't I don't know if I would like paint that with such a broad brush, but a lot of black people voted for Barack Obama be, just because he was black and because he was a Democrat. That's it. Well, if they had voted for him just because he was a Democrat, that would actually be less bad in my opinion. But but look, the real problem isn't the racist voters voting for black candidates because they're racist against white people. The biggest problem, the biggest problem is low information voters. I, I just, I wish that Americans were less gullible. I wish Americans were better informed about politics because everything would be very different right now. Trump is out of office. Well, let's not talk about why Trump is out of office because we'll get this video deleted by YouTube. But Trump is out of office. You know, e even if you just look at the votes that were valid, any vote for Biden was a vote that was, I mean, there are very few people who voted for Biden that that knew what was going on, you know. Uh, I, you know, I have friends that voted for Biden, and they had no idea about the Biden laptop thing. They had no idea about the Ukraine thing. They had no idea about, the you know, the money that he took from China. They, they had no idea about any of that stuff because they just have no access to that information. Low information voters. That's the biggest problem that we have in America. And uh, so, no, I, I don't want to stop black people from voting. You stupid ass. 
I want to stop. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, harsh language. But uh, no, I want to stop. I want to stop low information people. I, want to, I don't want to like make it illegal, but I want to disgorge them. I want fewer low information voters. I want, I want well-educated people who care and who know what's going on. I, I, I want fewer Democrats voting. That's what I really want. <laughs> I have two super chats. All right, you want, to, you want to do this before we get into the next story? All right, I'll let you do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Frank James. Uh-huh. I think it's for the previous article. How does your vote not require ID? Is that real? Oh, oh, this this guy must not be from America. Yeah, all pretty much every other country requ- requires ID. Like pretty much everywhere in the world requires ID. Just America is just like it's about our suppression. It's like it's weird, right? It requires a signature if you're mailing it in, right? So you have to. They don't even verify the signatures. Oh uh, yeah, that was a whole disaster. Stupid. That was a whole fiasco. Yeah. And the second one uh-huh. from Chris zero zero in uh, J, I think. Thanks, Chris. I like hearing about Wells. I guess it's me. Wells' perspective on growing up in Russia. Didn't know that about Russian priests. <laughs> By the way, she's still out of your league. So inappropriate, dude. So inappropriate. <laughs> you just don't know how cool I am, Chris. I'm very cool. All right. Um, all right. Let, you want to move on to the last story, darling? Yes. Illegal immigrants. But hold on. But hold on. But you're right. Okay. Illegal immigrants claim Biden promised us. Yeah, guess... illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants that are trying to get into the country are claiming that that Biden promised us that we could get in and that everything would be perfect and great. So I, I don't want to make fun of the illegal immigrants. Actually, I shouldn't say that. The the I, I actually feel quite sorry for illegal immigrants trying to escape the torment of their country. So. Uh, you know, poverty is a tough thing, and and so I don't. If I was impoverished and I was in Guatemala, I'd be right there with them coming up. So I don't really. I shouldn't. I shouldn't mock them. I should mock uh, Biden for his. Anyway, so this story is all about basically how you know conservatives have been warning Americans for quite a long time that um, the rhetoric coming from the left and the policies that would be implemented by the left would just encourage more illegal immigrants to come. And now this is the proof, right? We're getting the receipts. From Biden's rhetoric and his policies from Epoch Times. Biden promised us migrants swarming U.S. Mexico border claim president encouraged them to come. Uh, this is by Jack Phillips. Thank you, Jack. This is a great story. Let's see here. Migrants who are attempting to illegally cross the U.S. Mexico border into the United States claim that President Joe Biden encouraged them to come. Biden promised us that everything was going to change. Gladys Anaida Perez Cruz. Why do Hispanics always have 16 names? (laughs) Uh, Gladys Oneida Perez Cruz, a woman who traveled to the border with her child, told the New York Times on March 14th. He hasn't done it yet, but he's going to be a good president for migrants. Perez said that a coyote, a human smuggler, I like how they have to put that in because when Trump said coyote in a a, um, a debate, all these Democrats were like, Donald Trump thinks coyotes are carrying people across the border like the actual animal. That was one of the best things. That was one of the best moments in the election when all these check, blue check Democrats were saying, "What the hell is he talking about? There's not coyotes aren't bring-. and they're drawing like images of coyotes, like the animal with like a 
kids like in little bags being held in their teeth and stuff i, mean, I think ridiculous. i know why hispanics have so so many names like gladys yeah. what you read because they have such a few last names like gomez lopez gonzalez rodriguez so that's they just it. take them all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no well, i think it has something to do with taking the dad's name and the mom's name and i don't remember but like the, the mom's yeah because dad. you have lots of um it's lack a traditional of, thing a lack of variety last names i told you Gomez, oh, Lopez, right. Gonzalez, yeah, so, Rodriguez. So them <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, it's it's a traditional thing. It's it's nice. It's just difficult to it's read. It's a joke. It's a joke. You're doing it's a, a live joke. stream. All right, let's see here. Um, he's gonna be okay. Uh, Perez said that a coyote, a human smuggler, charged her nine thousand dollars for the trip to the border. Good lord! I, from what I understand, that's actually like the, that's actually the going rate. I've heard that many times. Nine thousand seems to be the number that they have to pay. 9000 for the trip to the border. The woman said that she and her son embarked on the journey on February 7th and hoped to reach her sister in Maryland. Hours after crossing the border, they were apprehended by Border Patrol agents. The news outlet stated, according to Perez, deciding to return, uh, that, that Perez decided to return to Honduras. So she got, she got to um, the United States. They apprehended her, and she realized, oh, crap, they're not gonna, they might not let me in. I guess they're not letting me in or something. Like they, it wasn't as quite as like welcoming as she thought. Well, oh, Biden, Biden promised to give them citizenship if they will come here before January first. Right. Or too late. Like that, right? Too yeah. late. He wasn't was even June. in office. It was it January first that he that was I the think, day. I think he said if you can prove that you were in uh, in U.S. before January first, twenty twenty one. It was, but there was a certain. They're time, like, yeah. oh, we will give you money, but you have to come here, yeah. or it's already late. So you already have to live in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Or exactly. I will give you everything you want, but yeah. you already had to be here, so too late. But they're still giving I still think that they're being irresponsible with their generosity because I mean think about it like this. If they do it once, it's it's pretty decent chance they'll do it again. So if you're an illegal immigrant and they're like, We're gonna give you amnesty, but we'll never do it again. All the other illegal immigrants are going to be like, oh, we missed that one. But you know what? We'll just wait for another Democrat to be in office. They'll do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then they'll come come in again, right? So, okay. So let's see. It's, it's, it's a way of encouraging people to do things that are essentially illegal. All right. Let's see here. According to the, <clears throat> the paper, an, another woman claimed that Biden promised us, exclamation point. The paper had a byline from, uh, oh, my goodness. I can't read this. This is a city. Suidad, Suidad, Ciudad, Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, a city located next to El Paso, Texas. I did not make it, another woman was heard saying into her phone uh, around that time. But acting Border Patrol Commissioner Troy Miller recently uh, told reporters that in a conference call that the border is not open to migration. Do not believe human smugglers who tell you otherwise, he said. Coyotes and cartel members, however, are apparently promising migrants... The United States is now open under the nascent Biden administration starting on his first day in office. President Joe Biden undid several former Donald Trump's executive orders regarding border security. Okay, and actually, I'm going to play a video for you guys. This is far more critical um, a message. And this is something I I actually kind of, I probably should have made this into um, a segment on its own. But let's see here. Let's see here. Where's my own profile? There we go. This guy. This guy says everything that you need to know about what's going on at the border. Hold on. Ball game. Well, that ball game. It's a catastrophic crisis that's been created 
within the last two months because an executive order was issued by the President of the United States for MPP, which is a whole different ballgame. But that just allowed the cartels to further exploit the whole situation. And every bit of what we're seeing down here along the border is controlled and orchestrated intentionally by the cartels in Mexico. There is no doubt about it. Each one of those individuals that you're filming coming across are paying the cartels $6,000 to be smuggled across where the cartels dictate they go. That takes our Border Patrol troops off of the front line and process it. So the cartels can now get their illegal narcotics smuggled into our country and distributed throughout the United States. Just this fiscal year, they've already intercepted close to 5,000 pounds of fentanyl. We are all addressing opioid addiction and abuse in every one of our cities and counties across the United States, and people are dying. But yet, Border Patrol has now been turned into by this administration, the Uber for the cartels, to get to where they need to go in the United States. Uh, that that is very disheartening, but it's also very instructive. Um, so I love that video for that reason. But it is it, it's it's kind of sickening because so what this guy's saying is this is actually something I predicted. I actually predicted this in a video. I don't remember when, but if you encourage all this immigration, this illegal immigration, and the border patrol is dealing with this massive flow of immigrants. This just this just runs cover for anyone trying to sneak over the border with drugs. This just runs cover for anybody trying to sneak across the border who is the murderers, the you know the bad guys that Trump was speaking of when he first got into office, when he was first running. Um, the more illegal immigrants we have cr crossing the border, the more shady stuff is going to come with it. The more crimes going to come with it. The more drugs are going to come with it. All this kind of nasty stuff. Because it's very difficult to smuggle drugs across the border when there are no illegal immigrants crossing. Because Border Patrol can just be laser focused on what you're doing, what the cartels are doing, what the drug runners are doing. And they don't have to be distracted by all this, these illegal immigrants. When you have thousands of illegal immigrants crossing, their hands are full. You know, they can't be in 20 places at once. So... These guys are just bringing tons and tons of drugs over now because the border patrol is just overwhelmed. So, thank you, Biden. Once again, some uh, you know amazing presidenting, doing a great job there, pal. Don't sleep too long. Okay, so we what... have a couple super chats. Oh, we have more super chats. All right, so I think that was our actually our last story of the day. Yeah. So why don't we just get into? Uh... In, into the Q&A section altogether now. Okay. Question from Salty GD Coach. Coach. Sure. I don't know how to pronounce that. You're going to have to tell, you're going to have to write it phonetically for us one of these times. K-O-C-H. Yeah. Okay. Are you talking literacy testing? <laughs> literacy testing. So what he's, what he's talking about is another way that Democrats used to try to stop uh, ah. bl black people from voting. Another super chat from him. The literacy testing is reference to low info vote. 
Yeah, I know what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. So in the old days, uh, uh, you used to have these literacy tests, which was another way of stopping black people from voting, because if you couldn't, because a lot of black people couldn't read, and so they would say, okay, in order to vote, you have to take this literacy test, you mm-hmm. know, make sure you can read. And that was basically a way of weeding out a lot of the black people so they wouldn't be voting. Um, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not insisting on a literacy test. Uh, well, again, I don't think that we should have any tests uh, or anything like that. I mean, the, the, the ID, yes, I think we should have voter ID. But, uh, yeah, no, no, no test, no, 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 nothing like that. Uh, there shouldn't be any, like, laws about this. I just think that, that we should encourage people who are high-information voters to vote, and we should find a way to discourage... The, the Democrats, you notice the Democrats always have these plans to to bus in tons of voters to the voting booth. or fu- Like, now they don't have to do that because they have the mail-in voting. But they've all, they're always looking for ways of getting people who don't have any real knowledge about politics or any interest in voting and just encouraging them to go vote because they know that people who don't have any knowledge about politics, they don't, they don't, they're very low information. One, they're more likely to vote Democrat. And two... They are very malleable. You can basically just tell them who to vote for and they'll do it. Um, a lot of s- schemes that the Democrats have used over the years have been like basically paying people to go vote um, or bribing them. We had this scandal in 2020 uh, in some places. I think there was an Indian reservation that was doing this. But anyway, Democrats will use any scheme they can to get low information voter- voters in to vote, especially people who don't speak English. Um, they're just absolutely scandalous when it comes to just trying to sneak in more and more and more votes that, you know, from people that really should have no place voting. You don't have any place voting if you don't know the issues. Like, even if you are affected by what's going on, like, everybody's affected by what's going on. Everybody is affected by who's president, by who's in Congress, and that, that sort of thing. So everybody definitely should vote, but everybody needs to be educated about what they're voting for. Like, if you think, oh, I better get this person voted in because it's going to be better for me, but you're wrong, and in fact, you, you all your, your facts are wrong, and that person isn't going to be better for you, this person is, well, then you're not just doing everybody else a disservice. You're not just doing yourself a disservice. You're doing everyone a disservice because you're voting for somebody who's worse for everyone because you, you, know, you just didn't do the research. And so people who aren't willing to actually educate themselves to, to some degree about issues and about politics, why are you going to go vote? Because some some woman came to your door and said, "Really, you should be voting. I, we can bring a bus." It's it's absolutely awful. It's scandalous what Democrats do. They're just they're just con artists. Democrats are criminals. All right, if you're voting for a Democrat, you're voting for a criminal. Mo- Sorry, I got so pissed off about Democrats. <laughs> all right, we have anything else? I noticed you got pissed off every huh? Like the every episode that we're doing in the end of the live stream, you're like, "I'm so pissed off." I do. I get. I- Let's get, let's get myself worked up. All right, Valeria. There is another super chat. Okay, read it. Read us. From D. Grism. Uh-huh. You should really get that hole in your jacket pocket fixed. Dropped another bill. Oh, what a gentleman. What, what a gentleman. He's just giving us 10 bucks. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Valeria feels bad. She's like, don't give us money. Yeah, yeah, this gentleman's good man, good man. Did, did we make fifteen bucks an hour? I think we did. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're at. But it's nice. It's nice to. It's nice to have. I, I, you know, what I care more about than getting super chats and money is just getting more subscribers and more people viewing the channel. Um, that's what oh. he said. Oh, it says my current bit rate is higher than the recommended bit rate, so I'm gonna have to reduce it the next time we 
we do this. Okay, 4,500 4, it says. So I guess we'll... Uh, yeah, 4,500 it says is the recommended. I've got it at 50,000. So <laughs> I should probably reduce it a little bit. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to read more. Do you have anything, sweetie? No. This guy wrote, I love Mexico. I've been there many times to surf the waves and enjoy the culture and food. I drove to Cabo at 17 after graduation. Had to show papers in and out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I've been to Cabo. Cabo's great. I've been all over, uh, you know, I've been, I wouldn't say all over the world, but I've been to several countries. And uh, yeah, you have to show ID when you, <laughs> and you travel to different countries. And look, it's, it's critical that you know who's coming in and out of your country because, you, you, you know, you want to be able to filter it. You want to be able to say, oh, I see you're a mass murderer. You probably shouldn't be let in. As opposed to just massive amounts of random people coming in that you don't know who they are. And we have another question. All right. Deep Central Field Press. Which will get us first? Immigration, China, DC crazy laws, or internal strife causes caused by... Divisive tactics. Thank you, Adam. Um, I, I would say that... Uh, it's it's tough to say. Okay, so right now I'm trying to figure out who's controlling Biden. That That's one of the videos I'm doing. That's what's taking so long with my research, just like reading about all these hundreds of people. It takes a long time. But the thing is, like, I think maybe the people who are controlling Biden do have some interest in preserving the country. So they're not necessarily globalists in the sense that they want to see the dismantling of the United States of America. And the reason I say that is because coming out of the Biden administration has been recently a little bit more. Jesus is God says all of the above, which is actually a very good answer. But whoever is controlling Biden has seemed to recognize that China is a huge threat because there has been a little bit more tough talk on China, which is hilarious considering what they were saying before Biden was, you know, elected. Um, you know, everything was like, China's not so bad. I don't know why Trump hates China so much. China's great. Trump's just a racist. And now they're like, oh, actually, China's pretty bad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, it seems to me that the, 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 the biggest threat to the democracy at the moment is simply the corruption of the Democrats. The Democrats don't really seem to care anything about um, improving the country, improving quality of life, anything like that, or protecting the country, keeping our military up, uh, you know, making good deals with other countries, stuff like that. They, they seem to care mostly about having power and having money for themselves. They don't really seem to care about anybody else. All the stuff about, oh, we care about the gays, we care about the blacks, that's all lies. Okay, we know that's all lies. Uh, they care about their votes. They care about the, that, right? Um, so <clears throat> I actually think that the biggest threat to the nation is Democrats greed, Democrats greed, uh, and their, and their, and their hunger for power and their corruption because, and the reason I think is the biggest threat is because, um, it looks like what they're doing, especially with like HR one and, you know, a lot of the stuff that I predicted would happen if Biden got elected, they want to, make Puerto Rico a state. They want to make Washington, D.C. a state. They want to give amnesty to all these illegal immigrants. Uh, they want to reduce the voting age, even. They want to do all these things to make it so that no Republican ever uh, is elected ever again to, to public office in, in the federal government. And 
that would be fine if the, the Democrats were good at politics. If they were, they all cared about the people, if they were decent human beings, um, I suppose it wouldn't matter which party was in office more. Um, but you really do need to have, and they, they want to make um, mail-in voting a permanent thing, you know, the standard. And um, yeah, I guess it wouldn't really matter who's in office. Well, okay, I take that back. It definitely matters. The idea that you are essentially setting the whole election system up so that Republicans can never win again, you know, that that in itself is so unbelievably corrupt and creates a situation in which leftists are so unaccountable for anything that they do. They could just do whatever they want. That will inevitably lead to the destruction of the country. So, and it looks like we're heading in that direction. They're going to pack the court. You know, they're going to do all the things that, you know, that seem like they're radical measures that would, would seem that they would lose favor with the American people. But the thing is, they will lose some favor with some Americans, but they're going to enact so many of these things that it, it, it won't matter, that it won't matter. The votes they lose from their dirty tricks are not going to match the votes that they gain from their dirty tricks. So they're going to do all of those things. I, I, I bet you they're going to do all these things before 2022 because they need to do it before we can get Republican legislature in um, you know, the House and the Senate. And so Democrats... Democrats are going to basically screw us over just because they're greedy and they're, they're schemy, they're con artists, they're criminals. I think that's actually the downfall of the country. Although all those other things that you mentioned are huge contributing factors. Every single one of these things. You know, immigration is a huge contributing factor to that. China is a massive problem, massive problem. And the Democrats just don't have any kind of sense that will correctly... You know, I really want popcorn. That's weird, right? I'm, t I'm tired, guys. I'm, I'm sleepy. There's one more super chat, and I okay, think we can sorry. be done. I got, about two, I got about two hours of sleep last night. I'm three. The fact that I'm functioning <laughs> at all is just a miracle. Okay, let's, let's move on to the, the next super chat. Oh, Salty JD Coke. Do you want me to read it? Yep. Okay, it's pronounced Coke, he writes. So I was right. I was pronouncing it Coke when I, when I first was reading. I'll, I'll now say it with confidence. Salty. Um... I love I love that guy. I love a lot of these guys. They're, they're great folks. And he says literary liter, literacy testing was a joke. Yeah, I, I did realize it was a joke. I laughed when I first read it, but then I had to explain it to Valeria. It was a big mess. But you know, I did realize that you were joking. I, I in fact I intended to tell her that you were joking because I knew she didn't understand. Jesus is God. Still wants an Aston Cam. We didn't lock him up today. He's sleeping. We weren't abusive parents. He's sleeping. Because he's sleeping. Yeah, he's sleeping. So we didn't I was put him keeping him awake the whole day. Like, Aston, I'm awake. You have to be Were awake. Were you playing with him and stuff, trying to keep him awake? No, but I was like going around doing stuff and he oh, that always was just incidental. It wasn't for the show. Yeah, because he always follows yeah. me around. He does. He, he actually physically attacks Valeria sometimes. He does not dare attack me. I'm too big. He wants <laughs> attention. He attacks. Yeah, he wants attacks. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shall yeah, we? I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, you guys, awesome as always. Thank you so much. We're going to keep posting to YouTube. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> of course, we're going to post to YouTube. Good morning. We're going to keep posting. Shush. We're going to keep posting to Mr. the Mr. Reagan channel, um, getting various videos out uh, on that to get more subscribers here and to just give the Mr. Reagan viewers a little bit more content. But this is where the well, this is where the action's really at at these uh, long form live streams. And uh, we love your questions. We love to see you guys on here. Um, yeah. So we we'll see you tomorrow and. Uh, you guys have a great night. You got you want to say goodbye, Valeria?